0: Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm talking about Smith and Jones. So we're on to the 2007 series and Martha Jones' first episode. Um, I've got a few points that I want to talk about and I want to kick off by talking about Smith and Jones being a series opener. Because um, I always think the first episode in a series is an interesting one because it obviously needs to provide a kind of jumping on point for new viewers, so it needs to explain the key tenets of the show. Um, and that's of course easier when it's a new companion episode because you've got the companion at the viewpoint as the companion's, you know, well established role is to be the to be the the viewpoint character for for the audience. Smith and Jones, I feel, does this really well in terms of the um it being a first episode in the series. So on the one hand, we really do see the doctor through Martha's eyes. You know, we start with Martha walking down the street, we start with her going into work, and the doctor shows up as part of that. It's not we don't see the doctor landing and, and, and bumping into Martha. But at the same time, we're also in on the joke, uh, those of us who, you know, were watching beforehand. So you've got stuff like when he's explaining the sonic screwdriver and Martha is like, come on, be serious, you know. <laughs> don't, don't just make words up. Um, and then later, um, I love the bit where Martha's like, yeah, still not convinced you're an alien, which obviously works really well because we then have the great gag of immediately the Jadoon come up and scan the doctor and go, Yep, yeah, he's not a human um but it also um you know it, it yeah, it just works well of like Martha's figuring out what what the crack is with the doctor but, you know, the audience already kind of knows and so for us the the kind of joy of in watching Martha figure figure it out. Um, the other classic example of this in this episode is, um, when Martha goes in the TARDIS and you have the Doctor mouthing bigger on the inside behind her. Um, I do like it, how they try to find different ways of doing the TARDIS bigger on the inside scene, because we had the, um, we had the one with, uh, with Martha, uh, with Martha? <laughs> we had the one, uh, last episode with Donna, um, it's starting inside the t- TARDIS and going outside and now we've got um Martha having the classic reaction but the doctor reacting differently to it so yeah it works really well at uh, the first episode um I'm not uh, in I'm not going to discuss much in the way of the plot and the aliens I'm afraid um I am uh focusing mainly on the character stuff just because that's what has jumped out to me while watching? So let's talk about Martha. So, where do I want to start? So I made a little list as I was watching of like what we kind of learn about Martha straight off because it's been a while since I've watched this theory and it's certainly been a while since I've thought about Martha without thinking about like um some of her later episodes where um where where she comes back and where she's you know not in the companion role anymore um so I made a sort of little list of what we kind of learn about Martha um so she's quite clearly she's settled in her life she sort of seemed to be happy with you know she's got a meaningful career and and stuff we get the really good sketch of her and her family with her making all of those phone calls um i get very strong oldest child vibes from martha in that in that scene even though tish is older which i did actually have to google um because i was like surely with how martha is organizing her family and peacekeeping for her family surely she's the oldest child but but no um, and then later, once we get into the actual bits that kind of um matter more for a companion, even before they are transported to the moon, like Martha's curious, she's working stuff out. we see that with um when the when the doctor is her patient and and she's you know trying to work out how she saw him on the street this mo- that morning um and the thing i really love as well is she has that enthusiasm when they're looking at the moonscape uh that's the bit that kind of sells it for me um like the companions can be as clever as, as they like but it's the enthusiasm um that 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 makes me want to you know continue traveling with that companion and yeah, cause, um, so I talked about Smith and Jones as a, as a series opener. This is obviously also a new companion episode, and the main job of a new companion episode is to make you want to see more of, of, the, of the new companion, and this absolutely succeeds on that with Martha. So it's a new companion episode, so we have to talk about why does the companion choose to go with the Doctor? Um... For me, I mean, it, a big part of it is that curiosity. Um, I think she's just... Yeah, she's so thrilled with the whole being on the moon thing. It That's, I think, the main driver for her to go. Um, partly escapism as well, I think, is another dimension because she does walk away from that massive family fight. I do think it's really interesting that this is the first time you get of a companion going, oh no, I've got commitments, like I kind of, I can't just run off and go travelling for a while. Um, I, 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 I love that because it's very relatable. Of, mm, no, I've got to be at work tomorrow, I'm not sure I can come come travelling with you. Um, and she had to get reassured by uh, by saying that the Doctor's got a time machine, which... The Doctor must be a lot more confident now about the fact that he can actually fly the TARDIS because, um, I mean... Obviously, with Rose, he had the oh yeah, drop you back in, a year later. But I I feel like he he's had more examples of not getting someone back on time than than getting someone back on time. He probably should have uh, given that as a bit of a disclaimer. Um, even though I don't think it, uh, he 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 does get her back to the right time with with Martha. Um and of course the other reason she goes with him like we can't disregard the fact that she had a crush on the doctor um now i'm not super keen on that element of martha's character the whole having a crush on the doctor thing it's probably the uh asexual <laughs> that i am speaking but um, so i'm 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 not super keen on that dimension but i mean that's gotta be part of it, but I do think it's good that she's also got these this sort of curiosity of the driver she's not just following she's not just following a man she's she's not just following the person she's she's also she is following the experience um makes makes it a bit more relatable um so we've talked about Martha. I also want to talk about the Doctor. Um, so I want to start off talking about a couple of general things about the Doctor. And then I promise you I will talk a bit about his kind of dynamic with Martha as well. So I think one of my favourite scenes in this episode is the scene where the Doctor pretending to be human. Absolutely golden. Uh, David Tennant plays the comedy of it. Perfectly, but I do think it's then really good that we get um miss Finnegan forgot her name there for a second we get miss Finnegan um kind of pointing out that that like uh, that that line she said of um oh, you're laughing at on purpose at the darkness like you're not just you're not you're not just this full comedic uh comedic performance um and that's really really fitting because the doctor's plan after all is to sacrifice himself there is there's only a very small chance that he'd be able to recover um you know he doesn't know martha well enough to know that she'd be able to save him he might be able to you know put good money on the fact that he's in a hospital someone will be able to give him cpr but even that's not, not guaranteed, um, which is a bit grim, really, um, and it's not not a dimension I'd um I'd really thought about with this episode because it always seems like quite a kind of light-hearted um, episode. But yeah, the doctor's plan sort of is to sacrifice himself, um, which yeah, bit grim. On the same, along the same sort of vein, um, having the Jadoon, they're a really fitting contrast to the Doctor, because the Jadoon, you know, apprehend Miss Finnegan, and they're like, right, our jurisdiction has ended, yeah, the scanner's doing something, what a shame, we're gonna, we're gonna go, oh, you haven't got enough oxygen, hmm, tough luck, Hope, hope, hopefully the thing will reverse in time um so they're very much like yep we had a job to do we've done that job never mind the rest whereas the doctor as we know from many many episodes he keeps going if there's anyone else that needs saving so there yeah it's a really good contrast between that monster and, and and the doctor It is also interesting that the the Jadoon, they're sort of a masterclass in unintended consequences. Um, You know, they, and for them, it's the kind of uh, not thinking far enough ahead, I suppose. And and, and I suppose a little bit of not really caring either. Um, Whereas we do actually see that a bit with the Doctor elsewhere, with the unintended consequences and for the doctor it's it's i i don't know he's the doctor i at least tries to do the right thing even though he doesn't always manage it um I might write that down somewhere because i have a sneaking suspicion that there's a counter example somewhere that i'm not that i can't think of right this moment <laughs> The next thing I want to talk about is the fact that this episode kind of is starting to do some of the groundwork in setting up the oblivious Doctor that we're going to see throughout this series, particularly with regard to Martha's crush on him. Um, And yeah, this episode does sort of have the seeds of that. So we've got... um, I can't even remember, I I can't even remember what Martha had asked him, um, but the doctor goes, we're in danger and you're asking personal questions, what, like, why are you doing that? Um, And then slightly more subtle, when Martha and the doctor find uh, Mr. Stoker, the consultant, and after he's died, you have the doctor's nearly out the door. The doctor's like, yeah, okay, right, plasma I know let's go find them and Martha pauses to um close Mr Stoker's eyes um to show that kind of compassion. Um and I'm not sure my gut instinct is that there's been a change here. Like I know it is a kind of slightly constant characterization of the doctor of not entirely understanding human emotion, but I do feel like it's changed. Um, I, I feel like we've been seeing a slightly more empathetic doctor throughout the last couple of series, um, and this feels like a change to me. Um, I wouldn't so. The thing I wonder is if if this again like showing the effect of the fact that he's lost Rose, he's he's sort of I don't know slightly closed off the part of himself that kind of connects with other people in in quite the same way that he used to. I'm not entirely sure that logic holds, um, but I think the key thing is that the Doctor doesn't go into this episode with a blank slate. Um and that obviously affects his dynamic with Martha as well and and this is something that I will kind of try to bear in mind through this this rewatch. Um now I think this is a good avenue to explore the idea that when companions leave the doctor it has like a visible effect on him. Um and I'm gonna quote Doctor Who again here. This is from issue four hundred in uh after the two thousand and eight series so it's like autumn two thousand and eight ish um it's a it's an article talking about kind of some of the key uh key characteristics of of Doctor Who the program and it's talk talking about the um the fact that post two thousand and five Doctor who hits a little bit harder on those emotional beats than a classic Doctor Who does. Um, And the quote that I um, want to share with you here is, they say, To treat the role of the Doctor's companion, his best friend, as mere window dressing, a detail of his life he could change as easily as his cravat or the design of the TARDIS console, Doctor Who regularly sold its heroes short in the most fundamental and grievous grievous way, so that's talking about like how in the classic series, um, there was there there was some decent companion goodbyes in the classic series, but it wasn't um, it wasn't all of them. Some of them were um, a little bit more abrupt. So having this idea of the Doctor having been affected by the last companion he had and sort of carrying that over into how he interacts with the net companion. It is a really good... It's a really good thing to explore. I think it possibly has mixed results here. Um, I should caveat this of... It's been a while since I've watched this theory. And I can't remember exactly how the Doctor and Martha's dynamic works in practice. Um, so I may go through it and find that I'd misremembered it. That that could happen. Um, but there is definitely a certain amount of compare and contrast that you can do with Martha and Rose. Where you can go, right, this is how Martha's different. And two obvious points are... Um, Firstly the fact that Martha's a lot more settled in her life than than Rose was. Rose was desperate to leave. And um the I mean, the comparison of they both they both have crushes on the Doctor, love the Doctor, but obviously one for Martha it's unrequited and and for Rose it was it, it it was it was returned. Um I had a point here yeah so when you've got you know two companions that you can draw these sort of parallels between it does it does invite comparison and Rose was such a big part of the first two series that it does have a negative effect I think on on Certainly how Martha was viewed at the time, I do remember having conversations with friends at the time where they really weren't keen on Martha, but it was just because, you know, they missed Rose so much, which is very natural um and actually i'm a little bit surprised that i didn't fall into that category because i I know as a teenager i had a massive problem when uh books would change their characters halfway through um so like the narnia books where um where it's like uh suddenly suddenly it's not the original four anymore i i it took me it took me years before i actually read the last few narnia books because i was like but I don't want to read about new people. Um, So it's kind of surprising that I didn't think that about Martha at the time. So yeah, I think... um, I think this... It's an interesting one. It's definitely an interesting one, this idea that he's not going into this um, relationship with Martha with a completely blank slate. Now, we've talked about why Martha wanted to travel with the Doctor. Um, the other question that's relevant is why did the Doctor invite Martha with him? Because um, it was sort of, it was kind of obvious with Donna last episode. Um, like, their their dynamic, like, properly clicked from the off. Um, but with Martha, I mean, the hospital gets returned. We see Martha, you know, reuniting with her sister and we see the doctor wandering back off to the TARDIS. And he comes back, you know, that evening in a different suit, um, which is always, I think, um, an indicator that there's been a bit of a time jump. Um, and I do wonder why he comes back for her because there is a bit of a question mark over it you know it's not entirely explained um he just kind of shows up what I think what I think is he probably was in the TARDIS and thinking about what he'd just gone through and probably so- suddenly thought, I never, never got that tie thing explained. Because the first thing Martha says to him is that like, um, he came up to her in the street and and took his tie off. I think he probably gets to the TARDIS, He's probably about to fly off and goes, that wasn't explained, um, and. I, I think that probably makes make the Doctor suspect that Martha actually is someone who's going to be important to him. Um, because, because why else? Um, yeah, but I mean, I think as well as that, like, he he's clearly, the Doctor is clearly impressed by Martha. There is a sense, I do get a sense earlier in the episode that he's kind of auditioning for a new companion. And I don't know how much of this is the fact that we know that this is a new companion episode. Um, But, I mean, he's definitely taking mental notes when Martha, like, deduces about the fact that the heir hasn't left the hospital. And when she's, you know, willing to try going outside. Like, he's definitely taking mental notes. Um... Yeah, he wouldn't have invited her with him if if he, if he wasn't impressed by Martha. But um, yeah, I think that taking his tie off thing actually, I think that probably reminded him to go back. That's my that's my headcanon anyway. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I have an email address for this podcast if anyone wants to get in contact. That is uh, HelenTalksWho at com. I'd love to hear from you. Next time I will be watching and talking about The Shakespeare Code. And you all know how much I love a historical episode. See ya.